1: In the foulest of language, join us
0: in celebrating the old and the new, the best
2: and the worst in horror. For all of you who delight in dread, fantasize about fear and glorify gore, welcome home. This is the podcast that proves the horror never ends. Each episode, we seek out and review a brand new disaster... Mo- what? What did I just say, Brian? Disaster movie?
3: Yep, disaster.
2: <laughs> oh, man, this show's going to be a fucking disaster, isn't it? <laughs> Is it going to be as bad as, as, as I was praying it would be? I guess we'll find out soon, won't we? Yes, we will. Uh, then we're going to go back and find a classic work with similar themes. Uh, we always include spoilers for the new film. However, we will wait until the very end to do so with a spoiler alert. And if you don't want to hear uh, the spoilers, just turn us off. You won't miss a thing, and you can pick it up later. Uh, we will do from... or The one thing we will do from time to time is use some four-letter words. Uh, this is a horror podcast, and those movies do tend to be R-rated. And you can expect us to be, too. I'm Lance, and with me, uh, not not with us this time, is Philip, who's in the midst of moving. But uh, as always, is my co-host Brian from the Great White North. What's going on, man? What up? How you doing? Doing good, man. Got got a lot of family over. Got the the Halloween festivities going on, pumpkin carving, that kind of thing. Uh, A balmy 88 degrees here today, man. (laughs) Super humid. Does not feel like Halloween.
3: Yeah, I am super jealous.
2: Well, tell me about it, is, it, man.
3: It is super cold here, and there's not even snow. If it's gonna, it's it's to the point where if it's gonna be cold like this, it might as well be snow on the ground. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah, but it it usually snows up here around around uh, end of October, around Halloween. So it's mm-hmm. coming. Winter is coming.
2: So maybe the uh, maybe the the weather control satellite above you is malfunctioning right now, or something.
3: It, I wish we really had one.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, as always, uh, for for you new listeners, and we do have, uh, you know what, Brian? It seems like every week, dude, we're picking up a couple of new listeners, which is really awesome.
3: Yeah, um, we had a we had an influx in uh, our Facebook group. Yeah, because uh, we were um in the around the two hundreds, uh, two hundred to thirty, like in between there. Mm-hmm. And within like a couple of days we're like over three hundred so I definitely appreciate everybody for joining the group
2: are you talking about the discussion group yes you know what that's uh, that's that's amazing dude uh do you you have any idea where we are on the on the regular facebook group
3: uh I can pull it up right now we are we are at uh one thousand three hundred and six
2: and our goal was a thousand by the end of the year. Yep. Oh man, that's good to hear. We're we're on target.
3: Yes, we are.
2: <laughs> All right, man. Well, uh, when we get to feedback, I think we'll have a lot of feedback tonight. But we'll have uh, the regular. But we've also got a really, we got a really cool and well thought out letter from Denny over at the uh, After Midnight uh, podcast. And with Phil not being here tonight. How do you want to break it down, man? Do you want to cover the gen- the general feedback, or you want to cover uh, Denny's letter?
3: I can do the general. Okay, cool. I also uh, got a message from Kevin. Kevin Nez, a good friend of the show. He uh, he sent us a little something for the feedback. So, oh yeah, expect some yeah expect something from him during oh, uh, the to feedback.
2: Yeah, and we didn't have time to include it in this week's feedback. But uh, guess who? Guess who? Friend of the show, uh, Patrick Matt?
3: Oh, I seen that, uh, <laughs> Linnea Quigley.
2: Pretty awesome, huh?
3: Yeah, that was super cool right there.
2: All right, and he's working on trying to to I think line up an interview or two for us, and I know you are too. So, one of one of our goals of the show, I think, moving forward, listeners, is we want to bring you guys an, an interview at least once a quarter. Yes. So uh, yeah, and give us some feedback. Let us know if you're enjoying the ones that we do get. And uh, I guess we could take ideas on who you guys would like us to try to reach out to, and uh, we'll yeah. try to do our best to make it happen, right? Absolutely. All right. Well, Brian, as always, <laughs> it's up to you, man. Gotta, gotta fill our listeners in on what's the, what's the cool thing, man.
3: I, <laughs> I needed to take a break because I am well over thirty movies, I think, already. Oh yeah. So um. Yeah, uh, so I did something uh, pretty cool. Um, they were showing a 30th anniversary screening of The Princess Bride, and I took my daughter, mm-hmm. and it was it was super cool because um, that was a movie that I watched growing up, and she discovered it recently and loves the movie. And then when I found out they were showing it in the theater, um, you know, we had to jump on the opportunity and go watch it, and mm-hmm. you know, that was super cool. So that was uh, my cool of the week, right there. I do have a not so cool little week.
2: Oh, we got to hear it, man! Lay it on. Yeah,
3: us. Um, I'm going to do this here now because um, I don't want to do it during our uh, our kids' Halloween show. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> no. <laughs> but, boo to might have just cracked my top three worst movies of the year No. <laughs> yeah
2: oh wow we're gonna see it tomorrow man but you know what i think i think i'll i think i'll have a different opinion
3: yeah i mean i'm not gonna be too critical it's it's not for me my my wife is a fan of uh tyler perry movies mm-hmm. and um I, i'm i'm just not a fan of them you know um there were there was a few moments during the movie where I laugh, but for mm-hmm. most part, it, it just I did see the first one, so okay. I kind of feel like there was a lot of rehashing of stuff. Oh no! Yeah, and um, <sighs> I'm I, my daughter. I took my daughter because you know it was one of the movies uh, the kids want to watch for uh, the show, so mm-hmm. uh, she enjoyed it. She thought it was funny, so. I guess you know that that was the most important thing. So, but as far as me, uh, I was completely bored
2: out of my mind. Well, you uh, you survived it, man. Yes. Yeah, my cool of the week, man. It's uh, this show continu- continues to uh, amaze me, man, because it's one of the, it, it, like I was telling you er- earlier. Uh, I think it was like the third episode in of Fear the Walking Dead. I finally started enjoying it. Like uh the first couple of episodes of, uh past the mid season break I thought were really slow. Okay. So uh the finale uh just fucking blew me away, man. And I know I'm probably in the minority. a lot of my Facebook friends are like you know, comments like ugh, and Gross and shit like that. A lot of people don't like Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, a lot, there's a lot of as we know with Melissa. There's a lot of Walking Dead fans that don't like it.
3: But. Yeah, I think I think people just are more invested in the in the the original show's characters because it's it's been on longer. But mm-hmm. I I don't ever really hear that many people like put the show down. The people that actually watch the show, right? So.
2: Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not going to spoil anything because we probably got a lot of listeners that haven't caught up yet. But these last two fucking episodes were amazing, dude. This was one of those, especially the last one. It's just so many edge of your seat moments. And, and the good thing about this show is you never know who's going to die. And yeah. that's that's the cool part about it. Like that, Like basically they earlier in the season. They killed off uh, basically the second maybe to main character of the whole show. And there's a number of other big ones that they've killed off. And it's just like basically everyone's in real danger. You never really know what's going to happen. And this one, man, it just kept surprising me, too, because I thought I knew where the story was going. And then they'd bring up a twist. And then you'd have some characters show up that you hadn't seen in a long time you'd almost kind of forgotten about. And there'd be a twist there. And then you'd kind of think, hey, this is cool. Everything's solved. Everybody's out of trouble. And then, oh, fuck, that just happened. Ah, uh, <laughs> shit. And then uh, they really leave it on a cliffhanger, too, and I like that. So It's got me got me really hungry looking forward to Season 3, so that's my cool of the week. My not-so-cool of the week, man.
3: Uh-uh.
2: Well, it's not that it was even so uncool. It's just that I expected so much more out of it. Um, Brian, I think you've seen this. It Comes at Night.
3: Um, actually no I was going to watch it and (laughs) end up watching something else Uh, I definitely want to hear your opinion on it because I uh, think Kevin Kevin loved it I think Mm
2: -hmm. yeah Kevin really did and I mean it's got I'll tell you what it's got great acting uh, it's got some great cinematography but dude for my money the story just never fucking goes anywhere man and, you know, it's kind of... I think they're kind of be real art housey about it, and I think that's part of it's failing for me, because they just really don't explain what the fuck's going on. I mean, you kind of get an idea, but at the end, I was kind of like, uh, what? And it just, uh, t- I don't know, it just didn't pull me in, man, but, you know, different strokes for different folks, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Not a lot of major stuff, but, um let's see what do we have here Alfonso Caron um,
2: oh one of my favorite directors man yeah a lot
3: of people know him uh, from Gravity Um, he is shopping around a show a horror series that he plans to write direct and executive produce and apparently um, it's going to star Casey Affleck oh okay I'm um,
2: interested man
3: yeah um, not uh, not a lot about the plot has been released other than he's going to be basically handling all the the main duties of making the show. And mm-hmm. there is not a set, um, place that the show is going to be on, but I heard it's probably going to be most likely one of the pay cable channels. Okay. So, um, yeah, um, we're going to, uh, I'm interested too, because Alfonso Cuaron and Casey Affleck doing a horror series.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So, um, I'm going to definitely uh, keep everybody informed when I'll be getting more uh, information on that.
2: Well, you know what? I hope it I hope it does better than his last TV show that he tried to showrun. It's called Believe. Did you ever watch any of that?
3: No, I, I didn't check that one out.
2: Yeah, it's kind of about uh, mutant kids, sort of. Almost like uh, an X-Men type. Uh, <sighs> okay,
3: yeah, I, I did. Actually, um, I heard someone talking about it because... Um, mm-hmm. I was listening uh, to the League of Geeks podcast and um sure. they were talking about the new uh X-Men show The Gifted how one right. of one of the one of the hosts on there basically said where Gifted is um uh winning at is where um believe failed at I guess okay so I I don't know I never I never seen believe but I, I've heard a couple people uh, that watched it really didn't like it
2: I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was really cool when uh what's his uh Rami Malik, is that the guy that plays Mr. Robot? Yes. Yeah, he showed up in one episode and there were there were, it was a really good supporting cast and the main little girl was uh you 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 really got on her side. She's a really good okay. little actress, so I enjoyed it, man, but unfortunately it was a flop. I think it lasted like maybe thirteen episodes or something.
3: Mm. Let's see. Uh, Naomi Watts is going to star in a new movie called The Wolf Hour, and it's going to be set during the summer of Sam.
2: Okay.
3: So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm. Uh, she's she's a great actress. I'm just. I'm not really a big fan of hers. And right. I've, um. Didn't they do a Summer of Sam movie with? Uh, I think it had um. John Leguizamo. I think it was a Spike Lee movie.
2: Yeah, I can't think of what it's called, but I do. I do remember hearing about that. Um, yes yeah, so. was it maybe even called Summer of Sam or something? Like it that? might. It might have been. <laughs> right, Spike Lee for me is hit or miss. It's like half of his films I love, and half of his films I just I just can't get into. Too yeah, too, uh, same, same too, here. Too surreal. A lot of his stuff is yeah. super surreal, man. Um, let's see.
3: Um, we pre- previously uh, reported that the Punisher was um being delayed because of the tragedy in, uh, Las Vegas. Uh, it now has a, a official release date of November 17th.
2: Hmm. Okay. That's not too long to wait. When, when was it supposed to come out at first? Do you recall? Uh, I think, uh, last
3: week actually.
2: Oh, okay. I think the That's 13th. cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Give us a chance to catch up on some, some Halloween horror, right? Yeah. And uh, if anybody's
3: interested, um, they did, um, Put out a new trailer for The Punisher, and that that is on our Facebook page. So,
2: uh, I'll go check that out, man. I hadn't, hadn't even seen that yet.
3: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sticking with Marvel, um, last week we reviewed the new trailer for New Mutants, and a little bit more news came out about that. They actually plan to do a horror trilogy in the mutant universe. Mm-hmm. And they said that each movie is going to be a different subgenre of horror. So I'm assuming this—the first one—is going to be more of a haunted house type vibe. Cause haunted that's house. Vibe. Yeah, because they 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 had that comment in the trailer. This isn't a this isn't a hospital. It's a haunted house.
2: Oh Jesus Christ, man, dude, this is sounding cheesier and cheesier to me, man. I'm sorry. I know you guys are excited about <laughs> it, but goddamn, dude. Uh, direct directed by the Fault in Our Stars guy, right? Yep, the guy that's uh, good. Right, well, what's he you doing? What? The stand next after yeah, this? Fuck! Ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh man, Josh Boone, prove me wrong, please, please prove me wrong. I'm um,
3: I think he can do it. I just I just have this feeling. I'm not. I can't base it off the Fault in Our Stars because I I didn't mm-hmm. like that movie. But I I have a feeling because. Everything I'm reading, he's a big X-Men fan. He has a large X-Men collection. Okay. So he, he is familiar with the characters. And I like, like I said last week, I, I like where Fox is doing right now as far as these spin-off movies. Not the main X-Men series, but Deadpool, Logan, and sure. what I've seen in this trailer. I like what they're doing so far. And I hope what they're doing with all these movies... I hope we get better X-Men movies, because we are getting, uh, what is it, X-Men Dark Phoenix uh, mm-hmm. next My year, goodness.
2: so... We've already done it! They, yeah. you, fuck, they did that in what, X-Men 2 or 3, right?
3: I believe the third one. And the, the only thing that's got me worried is, I love, um, I can't remember the actress's name, um, that plays uh, Sansa Stark. Uh,
2: Maisie Williams.
3: No, that's uh, Arya. Oh, Sansa! Oh, Sophie, so Sophie Turner, ah, Sophie yes, Turner, yes, yes, the oldest. I love her as Sansa, but as right Jean Grey, uh, she's not, she's not hitting those marks maybe, for me. Maybe
2: not so much, huh? Yeah.
3: Hey, so, you never um, know. yeah. So, um, we'll see. We'll see when it comes to the new mutants. Right now, they're they're. I'm on their side right now with the new stuff they've been doing.
2: Hmm. Well, we'll. uh Anya Taylor Joy. Is that the the one that's playing magic yes okay so i think i i think i've seen her in three roles and two of them i loved and if i'm not mistaken she was morgan right yeah which I, I i didn't Maybe hate not that fault though
3: yeah i didn't hate her in it i just uh, you know.
2: yeah i agree with you the, but the plot on that one was horrible man everything was yeah. so telegraphed and just exactly. terrible. paint by numbers yeah kind of like something we may be talking about tonight Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler. Okay, okay.
3: Um, and our final bit of news it isn't really major news, but it, a lot of horror fans might be a little saddened by this. Uh, Robert Englund has said he is officially done playing Freddy Krueger. There is no way he is doing the character anymore. He he said he he's too old. If there any any stunts that will require or a lot out of him. He, he said he just can't do it no more. Okay. And, um, he recently, I believe earlier this year, he got a lot of fans excited cause he was at a convention in full Freddy makeup. Oh, wow. Yeah. But he's, uh, he said he's officially done. And the website I had that interviewed him basically labeled the, the story as, uh, Robert England puts the final nail in the coffin. So, so that that's kind of sad, but I think we all knew he. A lot of these, uh, a lot of our horror icons are just they're just getting up there in age, and it's a really demanding on, especially being in makeup
0: mm-hmm.
3: that many hours during the day. Sure. Hopefully, they can find someone that could at least not live up completely to Robert England, but you know at least satisfy people because uh, Jackie Earle Haley definitely didn't do it
2: well you you want me to tell you the rumor i heard yeah kevin bacon
3: kevin bacon
2: kevin bacon
3: i you know what i like that
2: <laughs> do you
3: 60 yeah of i kevin think bacon i think he can pull it off but does he really want to do it right because i know he's he's really no he's really full on board. Like he's doing the Tremors show. Like he's the one that's bringing it, bringing us a tremors TV show. So,
2: yeah, he's got, so, that, he's, and, also, he's got, he's also got that TV show. I love Dick.
3: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Shit.
3: And you know, as far as horror, you know, what did he pop up in the darkness? Oh, so is he, is he committed to doing, you know, being – because if if – let's say they sign him to do Freddy Krueger. Right. It's probably going to be a multi-picture deal. Is he really so, committed yeah. to doing – is he really committed to doing it, or is he just mm-hmm. taking paychecks right now?
2: Well, you know what? He's no spring chicken, dude. This guy's – I'm old as fuck, and this dude's 10 years older than I am. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, fuck, how long is he going to be able to jump around in the makeup and shit, you know? I wouldn't even be surprised if he's – uh. i i I doubt england's that much older than him man
3: yeah let me matter of fact let me look that up but um maybe that should be a facebook post Hmm. Uh, in the facebook group who would people want uh as uh who would their dream casting be as uh, freddy krueger
2: oh man i've got an idea now hear me out okay think valerian in the city of a thousand planets man the perfect channeling uh, of Keanu Reeves.
3: Keanu Reeves. Oh, my gosh. I, I don't know. No, it's fucking like Dane know.
2: DeHaan, man.
3: Oh, Dane DeHaan?
2: Dane DeHaan is Freddy. Come on. Dane DeHaan is Freddy.
3: Oh, I I can't see it.
2: All right. I'm officially fucking with you, man. Uh,
3: Robert England is 70.
2: Oh, no shit. Yes. Wow. Okay, I stand corrected. I, I didn't think he was that much over 60. Uh, totally wrong, man.
3: All right, so if any any listeners in there, you know, email us, you know, post something in the Facebook group. Hmm. You know, who who is your choice right. to replace Robert Englund? Well, technically to replace Jackie Earl Haley, because <laughs> that was the last <laughs> Ouch, one. I'm but... trying
2: not to count that one, but uh, whatever. <laughs> so, All right, man.
3: And as far as news, uh, that is it.
2: Yeah? All the news that's fit to print, huh? Yep. So, Brian, you ready to take that little uh, trip down to the trailer park, then? Let's do it. Uh, Brian, what's the first new trailer we're going to talk about this week? We are going to talk about The End of the Fucking World. (laughs) I like the name, but (laughs) is this a horror movie?
3: Um, it is a series that was previously released in the UK and is coming to Netflix and it stars Jessica Barden and Alex Lothar.
0: It will be okay. an eight
3: episode series. When I seen the trailer, I thought it was going to be something else. And this just mm-hmm. didn't really, it looked more of a dark comedy.
2: Uh, yeah, I would agree wholeheartedly. It definitely didn't look like a, a any horror movie I've, I've known of.
3: Yeah, so... I mean, it's coming on Netflix. It's gonna be only eight episodes, so I'll probably okay. check out the first couple of episodes, but based off of this trailer, it's it's not a definite, like... I'm gonna watch it as soon as it comes on Netflix at 12.01. Right. So... Hmm. And uh, from what I understand, it's I don't even think it's coming to Netflix until early 2018, so...
2: Got a, a little ways to wait, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, well, I was watching. I guess I thought it was a movie, but it's uh, you're saying it's a TV series, huh? Yeah. So that's, uh, all right, we we'll give it, might give it a try. Maybe I'll let you watch it first.
3: Okay. All right, and now we are going to move on to our next trailer, which is called Bitch. <laughs> 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 Starring... Uh, Jason Ritter, Caroline Aaron, Eric Eldestine, and Kingston Foster. Okay. And um, this one is not really too much horror, even though I've seen right. it pop up on a lot of horror websites. So I don't know if there's mm-hmm. something that they're not showing us in the trailer, because I know this, uh, this made the uh, festival rounds.
2: Okay. okay, so this is a movie. This one's not a, not a series, then.
3: No, this is a movie.
2: Okay, cool. Um, you know what, if nothing else, it looked interesting as shit.
3: Yeah, because I want to know why is she a dog all of a sudden. That, that that just really intrigued me. And she doesn't seem to be the right. nicest of dogs either.
2: Yeah, seemed to be a little bit of a bitch of a dog, huh? Yeah, and is that um, Jason Ritter? Is that, um, what's mm-hmm. his name's son? Yeah, John Ritter's son. Yeah, okay,
3: because uh, he, he looks like him.
2: He does, doesn't he? He's looking more, like, yeah. more and
3: more like him all the time, it seems like yeah um this is directed by mariana palka okay don't don't recognize anything she's directed but i know she was Mm -hmm. an actress on that show uh glow on netflix she was one of Ah. the female wrestlers so
2: so she probably she's probably one of those who started out as an actress and then um decided to to flex her her creative muscles and do some directing huh
3: yeah and um like I said, uh, this has been making the rounds at the festival, so I've been hearing a lot of good things about this.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm very interested. I really I really got a kick out of the trailer.
3: Uh, let's see. Uh, release date, November 10th.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll be there.
3: Uh, moving on to our next one, which is going to be, from what I understand, in the theaters for one night, and it's going to be Halloween night. Right. And it's called Keep Watching, starring Bella Thorne. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm probably gonna say, is uh, Ian Grufford, Chandler Riggs, which is uh, oh I've heard believe, of him. Uh, Chandler Riggs. Uh, damn, why am I spacing oh, his name? Walk, the walking walk dead. dead.
0: Carl, uh,
3: yeah, Carl. <laughs> I'll be
0: and uh, okay. good for Natalie him.
3: Natalie Martinez, directed right. by Sean Carter. Um, this the scenario, the the home invasion thing looks pretty basic, but the fact that these killer or killers have set up multiple cameras it seems like Mm -hmm. there is no angle that is not covered in this movie really kind of has me intrigued right and it's kind of got a a saw vibe because apparently they're playing games with these people that that are trapped in their house Mm -hmm. and um it it does intrigue me but you know it's going to be on halloween night and Probably not going to be able to watch it because that's when I sure. take kids trick or treating. Sure. So,
2: yeah. Well, maybe hopefully we'll be able to see it like on demand or something because it lo- it looks fairly interesting.
3: Yeah, with with the release date of just October thirty first, you you probably think they put it on demand like not too, not too far off after that. So, mm-hmm. and uh, Bella Thorne's, uh she's making her rounds as uh, in the horror horror movies, right.
2: Yeah, she. Oh, she was in the Amityville. You saw that, didn't you? The new uh, Amityville.
3: Yeah, it Awakening. it wasn't it wasn't bad. Okay, it wasn't great. It was run of the mill, generic. I don't I don't understand why it was shelved this long. It's it's not that bad to where I believe it was made in like 2014 or something. Hmm. But um, yeah. I this one this one has my my. Uh, attention now because uh, I, I really like sure. in the babysitter
2: yeah and you know what i uh when i when i first saw all the camera angles on that monitor that whoever was watching i i i thought maybe that this was some kind of a weird uh offshoot of the belco experiment like maybe set in that universe or something um yeah. but i guess not i guess they're all in the same house just uh just looked that way to me anyway yeah so um
3: I think it has everybody. Uh, everybody's intrigued with this. Um, like I said, October thirty first, one night only in the theaters. Mm-hmm.
2: You know that's kind of a cool idea, though, man. I wish I kind of wish more more filmmakers would do that. You know, have like a, yeah, a Halloween special. Yeah, because it makes it more of an event. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of odd, though. I wonder if it does really well if they'll uh, give it more of an extended run.
3: Uh, i They did with Jeepers Creepers three. Because mm-hmm. every show, oh, every, right. every, every showing would sell out. So they would, they added, mm-hmm. they started adding more dates. So, okay. Um, on to our next trailer, not horror, but you know, we, we mm-hmm. do dabble in other movies. Uh, the official first trailer for Black Panther. Mm-hmm. I was already sold with the teaser and this just kind of just solidified that for me. I can't wait for this movie. It looks a lot of fun. I can't wait to see this um this world they created in Wakanda because it, it looks gorgeous uh, Ryan kugler is the director he did creed oh, I love and fruit Bell director. station
2: yeah both those both yeah. those movies were great
3: yeah this this movie looks amazing mm-hmm. and um but I am hearing a lot of backlash um in the scene where michael B. Jordan, uh reveals that he has a suit mm-hmm which, um, from what I'm being told, is he's not a panther, he's a jaguar. Okay. that That's his thing. A lot of people are saying, is this going to be another generic Marvel villain?
2: Mm, I don't know. I don't know, man. I like Michael B. Jordan as an actor. I, uh, You know where I actually first saw him? Uh, huh. You're going to probably, everybody everybody listening's you will laugh their fucking ass off. Because he was in The Wire. But the first yeah. place I saw him is he played a character in All My Children called Reggie. <laughs> and how do I know that? Because my wife was a fucking soap opera addict when I, when uh, it was all my children, uh, General Hospital and one other one. I think they were the ones that were on ABC. OK. And she watched all of those fucking religiously, which pretty much means I watched all of those fucking religiously. And uh, yeah, little Reggie, man, he's come up. He's come. Yeah. Up.
3: I think the first time I seen him was actually not the wire. It was in a movie called uh was it uh Hardball? A Keanu Reeves baseball movie. With oh Children's shit. baseball movie. Okay. Yeah, okay. he was one of the kids.
2: Yeah, I don't remember him being in it, but I do remember that movie.
3: Yeah, so he's he's been around mm-hmm. for a while.
2: That's the one where the kid was uh real nervous out there, so uh I think Keanu Reeves was saying, Hey man, just start singing I love it when they call me Big Papa. Yeah, that the yeah that's,
3: the, that's the movie. <laughs> cute
2: cute kids movie, man.
3: <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's really much to say. Uh, the cast looks amazing. Um, I think it's going to be another home run from Marvel, and uh, mm-hmm. we are getting <laughs> no, this.
2: No, uh, no pun intended after that last movie reference, huh? <laughs> uh,
3: the, we are getting this February 16th.
2: All right, every, everybody's ready, man. I know that.
3: Yep. And uh just uh for everybody's information, I believe next year we are moving into three Marvel movies a year. Okay. Well,
2: we'll we'll be at all of them, I'm sure.
3: Yep. And uh that
2: is our last trailer. All right, that means uh, in Philip's absence, uh, Brian, it's time for you to step up for listener feedback, man.
3: I got a message from Kevin. He wanted to let us know that he had just recently, um, I don't know which convention he was at, but he got to meet Witchboard director Kevin uh, Tenay. No! Is that his name?
0: <laughs> Are you fucking kidding
3: me, dude? <laughs> yes, uh, he told shit. him, he said, I told him my friends didn't like Witchboard, and he just oh, laughed and boy. shook his head. <laughs>
2: Wow. So, uh, Man, that's like me or you making it to Shangri-La or something.
3: <laughs> so I just wanted to add that. Um, Kevin, I don't think we said we hated Witchboard.
2: Nah, I, I think, I know Philip said that. <laughs> I, think I, came, I think I came pretty close. <laughs>
3: yeah. Okay, now um, our first listener feedback is from uh, Art. Art Cali, Art from Cali, uh, friend of the show. Right. Um, hey, hey guys, I have a kid's Halloween costume question. I'd like to think you can help me out with. I have a nine-year-old son. He wants to dress up as Freddy Krueger. Good choice.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Even though he's never seen a single Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Last year, he dressed up as Jason, also without watching a single <laughs> Friday the 13th movie. All right.
2: Hey, I think <laughs> we just found our replacement for England. <laughs>
3: now my question is should i let him slide again or should i tell him stop being a sissy and he has to watch at least one of the movies or he has to dress up as a powerpuff girl
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's a little harsh now um uh,
3: let's see also with the also which nightmare on elm street is best for a nine-year-old boy um Eric Bylenock said Freddy's Dead the Final Nightmare other than the pedophile <laughs> undertones okay. it's the most kid friendly Freddy
2: Ooh that's a pretty big other than Uh
3: plus there's the power glove kill plus he dies in the end right. so if your kid is scared he can be he can be like chill the fuck out he's dead
0: <laughs>
3: Okay Uh Josh Youngblood personally I liked New Nightmare I think that would be a good one because um, if he gets freaked out by Freddy, you could remind him that the neighborhood, the neighbor guy in the movie, just plays the Freddy character. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, I like the Powerpuff uh, Girl idea too. Oh, no, don't make me sound too it. Jesus um,
2: Christ,
3: Josh! I I was gonna. Um, Freddy's dead was gonna be my choice. Okay but then I was reminded that there is a little bit of a pedophile vibe in there. Okay. So I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, see my youngest, um, she's seen a couple of Freddie movies, but I kind of, my main thing with my seven year old is, um, I don't mind the language. It's, uh, if there's like a lot of sexual stuff mm-hmm. that kind of, uh, deters me from, you know, showing her. So, um, I guess, you know, you just got to you just got to pick. And if whatever you don't uh, want your kid to see, you might just have to keep your finger on that fast forward button. Sorry, everybody lost my place. Uh, Pedro Nunez says parts three and four have cartoony gore. I think Mm -hmm. they are. But you have to talk about you have to talk about it with him afterwards about how this shit is fiction. Right. Agreed. Uh, part 1, no, that one is legit scary and way darker.
2: Yeah, uh, is, is 3 the Dream Warriors?
3: Yes, which uh, okay. 3 is my favorite.
2: Yeah, that would be my pick, for sure.
3: Uh, Alan Easterling from uh, uh, Hor- Horocopia uh, says, Show him Part 1. I was just thinking, start where it all began. Part 3 is a good one, too. Mm-hmm. Just not Part 2, that one is a wet fart.
2: <laughs> okay, <laughs> It's not that bad.
3: (laughs) Um, let's see. Uh, Patrick Lear says the first one. How does he even know who Freddy is? Oh, wait. He says how first. How does he even know who Freddy is? I'd I'd like to start with the first one, but only if you think he can handle it. I don't think I'd start him off in the middle of the series. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Reasonable. I wasn't much older than that when I started watching horror movies. I don't think a lot of us were much older than that. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have a cool dad that would watch them with me. I'd say he's ahead of his game. Yeah.
0: There you go. Uh,
3: In our new poll with the new Halloween coming next year, what is your favorite Movie in the franchise in the Halloween franchise, the original is way out in the front with thirteen votes so far.
2: I think it. I think but, it even has more than that now.
3: Yeah, uh, followed by Season of the Witch, who has five.
2: Okay, not not too bad.
3: Uh, Darren Wilson saw I was running around in my Nixon mask, <laughs> wearing what? my brand new horror return shirt, like all we right. all do sometimes on a Saturday night. And now you have this photo today. Sorry slash thanks for the shirt. Don't worry, FBI no point no point break uh, bank robbery. <laughs> My kids uh, like me to chase them around while wearing the scary man's
2: face. <laughs> well he does do it all political podcasts so that makes sense. <laughs> Uh,
3: Carl McCullough, proudly rocking my horror returns t-shirt for the day. Had such a great time. Yep. Had such a great time being part of the show. If you're a horror movie fan, you owe it to yourself to check the podcast out. Thank you, Carl. Uh, let's see. Um, and just want to say you guys look awesome in your t-shirts. Uh, Lars from Denmark. Happy Friday, the 13th. You got, um, what are you going, guys, going to watch? I'm watching the comedy Bad Exorcist. It is silly <laughs> and stupid, okay. and I like it. All Have right. a scary fun. There you go. <laughs> Have scary fun. Um, and, uh, I believe you had a special, uh, listener feedback, Lance. You yeah, wanted to,
2: yeah, we got a letter, there? actually, and also we did get kind of like a last minute, uh, Message from Denny. Speaking of Denny Lewis from the After Midnight podcast, okay. Uh, one of one of one of our favorite podcasts to listen to as well. Uh, they actually just talked. They just talked about a couple of cult leaders twice in a row, which I found very interesting. <laughs> um, speaking of drinking the Kool Aid, I guess right. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh, he got his shirt too, man. Which for Canada was pretty amazing. So, Lars, yours is on the way, and. Um, you know what? I, I promised Marcy one a long time ago until I saw how much it cost to send them to Australia. But fuck it, man. She's she's such a fan. We got to get her one. Yeah. Uh, and then anybody else, just uh, if you're listening, you're kind of new. All we need to guys to get a T-shirt out for you. And we print them about once a quarter. So it's going to be a few months before we get more out. But uh, hey, just leave us an iTunes review. Prefer yeah. five stars and you will get a shirt. Yeah, and I also
3: found out. Um, please give us uh, iTunes reviews because that uh, that boosts us up in the rankings. It's it's not about downloads; it's about um, mm-hmm. iTunes reviews. So, um, if anybody can do that, that will greatly help our show out getting our getting our name out there.
2: All right, cool. And if you don't use Apple products, go uh, bother a family member who does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got this uh, really cool letter from Denny. And uh Denny and also Jay and and I think maybe Kevin, if we're lucky are gonna be uh, we're gonna I think we're gonna have to break this into a two part Star Wars spectacular in December. Yeah, it's kind of looking like we're gonna have so much talk and we want to cover the chapters four, five, and six. Are you cool with that?
3: No, I'm totally down with it. Uh, my son has not seen a single actually um change that. He's only seen episode seven, okay. so we are going to run through. The entire catalog, even the prequels.
2: I am too, man. I am too. All right, so here's Denny's uh, email, and it's titled, My Last Jedi Thoughts, or My Last Jedi Thoughts, I guess you should say. Not my final thoughts of the Jedi's, (laughs) because I'm sure sure he'll have plenty more. Yeah, there's a lot coming. Uh, All right, greetings, Horror Returns boys. It's your old pal Denny of After Midnight Podcast fame. And I use that term fame loosely. nah, yeah, <laughs> always a jokester, man. Uh, I'm writing. In, I'm writing into you guys to give you my two cents on the last Jedi trailer. All right. So to start off, let's address the big cliffhanger. Okay. Do I believe Ray will turn to the dark side and join Kylo Ren? No. That's emphatic. <laughs> uh, if you go back to the beginning of the trailer, Ren says something's inside me. It's always been there, and now I'm awake and I need help. Which ties into her dialogue at the end when she says, I need someone to show me my place in all of this. Who is she talking to? I believe she is talking to Luke Skywalker, who at this point will finally decide to train her. And I would agree with Denny wholeheartedly. Brian, what about you?
3: Yeah, that sounds uh, really plausible right there.
2: Yeah, I think there's a lot of misdirection in that, uh, the way they filmed that um, yeah. that trailer. <clears throat> All right, so then that begs the question. Next next uh, paragraph here. Then who is Kylo Ren giving his hand to? Well, we see that Kylo is now conflicted in killing his mother, so I believe he will save his Leia to tease his redemption, but his true redemption will come when he sacrifices himself to save someone else. And we know there is conflict within Kylo in the novelization, which is canon, which I'm sure Denny's read seven or eight times. <laughs> Uh, when he he kills Han, because Snoke promised him his powers would grow when he killed his father. But instead, uh, Kylo actually got weaker after he murdered Han. Uh, Hence why he was beaten at the end of The Force Awakens. Uh, So who is Snoke talking about to open up in the trailer? Snoke wants Rey, uh, because Rey can be lured to the dark side due to her mysterious past. Kylo is now conflicted, and Snoke knows he can possibly... Uh, he can he could be possibly brought back into the light and wants his new sexy apprentice and then a little wink uh, sign there from <laughs> him. I also I also have a wacky theory for this movie and and Brian this is really wacky and he's lost me on this one so we'll we'll see what you think. Okay. All right. The scene we see with Ray and Luke in the cave uh, with water will mimic the Luke Vader scene on Dagobah from Empire. Rey will feel compelled to go in because she feels something dark inside. Just like Yoda, Luke will tell her to go in and not to take her weapon because the only thing that's in there will be what she'll take with her. But, unlike Empire, instead of finding her enemy inside, she'll find Luke. So just like in Empire, Luke goes in and fights and defeats Vader, but we learn something about Luke in the process when he decapitates Vader. We see Luke's face in Vader's mask, which teases a relationship between Luke and Vader, but also lets us know that if Luke uh, continues down a certain path, he will become just like him. Now, in Ray's case, it could mean that either Luke Skywalker is not to be trusted, possibly the real villain, or that Ray's powers are too unstable and that she can't be trusted. And that's why her raw power scares Luke. I do not see Luke turning into a villain, Denny. Sorry. Yeah, there are
3: so many theories about this movie, especially about Snoke I've heard theories where Snoke could possibly be Obi-Wan Kenobi.
2: No, no, come on, man.
3: I mean, there are crazy fan fiction theories out there. And, you know, this movie can't come soon enough Mm -hmm. because there, that what made the trailer so good was it, it made you ask more questions than you got answered. And Mm -hmm. I think, that that makes a good trailer, because they they didn't really give you, you know, con, you know, confirmed stuff like this is going to happen, this is going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen. So I mean, Denny, a, a lot of these, a lot of these theories and ideas, they seem like they could happen, but you know, we don't know.
2: Well, Denny, Denny goes on to say, but the real question I ask you guys is this. All right, Luke says he's only seen that raw power once before. It didn't scare him then, but it does now. Now, who could he be talking about? Uh, Who did Luke see that raw power in originally? Was he talking about Kylo? That's my theory, by the way. Uh, Was he talking about Snoke? Was he talking about Vader? Or was he talking about Palpatine? Either way, it was one hell of a trailer, and we will all find out in two months' time. Uh, keep up the good work, guys, and congratulations on all your continued success. By the way, what does a guy have to do around here to get the Stitcher man <laughs> and Philip <and> <laughs> Hennessy to make <laughs> an appearance on the After Midnight podcast? Besides throwing a Christmas party, of course. <laughs> all right, that question was directed to you, Brian.
3: Um, I am trying. Um, ever since you know we started doing this, I've been getting invites to do a lot of people's show. Denny, you are definitely up there with one of the first people i got to get on to it's just very hard scheduling lance you already know when it comes to doing our show sure you know we we got a, a certain opportunity at a time during you know during the weekend to do it and i've speaking for myself i will definitely come on absolutely
2: all right well you heard it here first denny so uh that's a lot of good feedback brian so um I guess we we should say thanks to everyone who reaches out to us, right?
3: Yeah, thank you definitely, and um, we um, we want we want your input. You know, you guys can uh, message us on Facebook um, or at the horror returns at gmail dot com. You know, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, and for some reason I don't know why I started a Tumblr page. Mm hmm. I, I just got bored that day, so okay. Uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna start uh, putting stuff on Tumblr too. And uh, as we spoke before, um, we have a Facebook group, the Horror Returns group, and we definitely welcome people to come on. We've had a lot of new people join the group and you know, join in the discussion. And if you want to talk about sci-fi, comic book movies, other than horror, it's more than welcome.
2: Awesome.
4: Welcome to the Zach Baxter channel. I'm Zach Baxter. we have the Knights of the Drunk Watch, and we are coming to you. We just watched episode seven of American Horror Story. Uh, Laura Menston died no, for... Oh, Valerie, Valerie Solanas. H-
1: the whole episode was about a feminist... Valerie, okay.
4: Valerie Bertinelli Valerie- bought... <laughs> oh,
1: my... <Sure>. God. <laughs> Valerie Solanas died for your sins. Scumbag. Scumbag.
4: Apparently, I missed the meeting.
1: <laughs> you did.
4: I'm not part of the scum meeting, and we are here. We're going to introduce introduce ourselves, starting over here.
1: I'm Kate. Crystal.
4: Andrew. Audie. And I'm Zach. Hey, Z-
1: don't forget about me. I'm Mark. And this is um, the
4: Night's King. Um, You're not watching Start to Soleil. <laughs> <You are. laughs> Please don't adjust your screen.
1: Sorry for the uh, podcast, people. He's in full... He's in full... He's in full night king yes, makeup right yes. now. It's
4: close to Halloween, as I'm sure you're quite aware of.
1: Okay, uh, but... Uh, okay, so here we, we
4: go. go. Here we go. This is us.
1: Yes.
5: Oh, la- yes. Oh, Andrew, Andrew. Oh, we're doing that. Yeah. We're okay. super professional. We're in the night
4: the drug watch.
5: And, and now our, our talk begins.
1: I got the words. Okay, to so start with Beverly's kind of wandering around. For the first, like, part of the episode, she runs into BB, who we find out her name later... And then she goes over to see Kai. Bibi Zahara and Yeah. Bibi Babbitt. Bibi Babbitt. Sir, so just stop naming names cuz you're not going to Yeah, name you're. <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> you're <laughs> <gonna> <laughs> be. I like so, think she's surfing on so, <laughs> Um so she goes to Kai's house, and Kai's house is full of blue-shirted white guys. Fight Club. We do not talk about Fight Club. And they're just all just did. kind of like not looking at her, but fighting each other. And some of them walk by with guns. And Harrison and Chaz Bono are there. There was a
4: cute one at the front door. A super
1: cute. I mean, some of them were pretty cute.
4: No, the
5: first one. They was were cute. very
1: attractive neo Nazis. But yeah, some of them were, good were All neo
5: Nazis. They look like they were all white dudes. That's true. Wow, wearing blue, angry white dudes. I mean, not that all angry the white dudes are not the same color. Which for me,
1: <sighs> I was immediately went to 1984. But
4: but some yeah. of them were very good people, though.
1: I don't know no, that. I can't attest what? to the drink And also, let's continue the conversation. I need um, more. Um, so I guess the thing is, Kai is essentially having wanting asking Beverly to take a back seat. Yes, yeah. um, Because take a break. Was you he know,
4: telling her? Break. Yeah. They pretty much forcefully removed. Yeah,
5: her. I think yeah, he, was telling telling her. Her. Yeah, I he was telling Yeah, Harrison, the muscle. Yeah, for now. <laughs> uh, I
4: didn't
1: where bring you it. didn't bring it? No. Son Fuck. of a bitch! No. I mean, we have the Sorry. talking dragon. No, no, no. Anyway. Um. I'll so that's kind of when Beverly goes back to the ladies and she's like, hey, shit's going down. It's not cool. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to BB about it. And BB talks all about Scum and Valerie Solana.
5: So can we talk about Lena Dunham since we're there now? Yes, we can. Like, Congratulations love, on her Emmy. I know, right? That's definitely got the starring yep. Emmy nomination. Totally
4: going to get nominated. Like,
5: oh, great job. Yeah. Great job. I mean, yeah. physically, vocally,
1: she did a fantastic job. Fantastic job. Stressfully, she stressed me out. She yeah. was so sweaty. And, and I was really impressed at the fact that, like, at the beginning, she was that shit, and yet she managed to get more and more intense as the episode went on.
5: Right. And not just yeah. that, but, like, she kind of made sense in some things, you know? Well, if so she wasn't, like, something. minus all of the whole murder-all-cocks situation. I mean, men suck. Yeah. And were on cocks. Like, she wanted... Right. Yeah. But certain things about part. the patriarchy, especially in the time when she was living yeah was... Yeah, she, she was...
1: was she had hey, good... What
4: episode number was... Seven. 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 Uh,
1: she had a good base, but then she was just like, and let's go way too far with it. Yeah, that. she did.
5: I agree. But, but much seems- like everybody else on this show, though, because like they all have like these normalized ideologies that they take to complete extremes. Okay. Ivy...
1: Allie, yeah. Winter, Kai, they are oh, all going to be as crazy. fuck Allie,
4: I mean, I, Ivy, fuck her. <laughs> Sorry, side note. That's okay.
1: Um, so then we find out that they start murdering, They want their first job is to start the decoupling. Mm-hmm. So they want to get rid of yeah. all the couples, and they start murdering a, couples. Is that a word? De- decoupling? I think she invented it. It is now. Well, it's, it's also hard. in science, but yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's not yeah. uncoupling? I thought it was I know
4: coupling is a word.
1: Internet. Yeah. We'll Google it. Um, but it, either right. way, they John want to get rid Ritter. of the couples because they feel that obviously the men are the problem and also any women who would be in, with the men are a problem too. So they start murdering people and it ends up being... Um, what the Zodiac killer? So that this is was
4: the, It got disattributed. Dis- Just no, I didn't because someone. was... I'm yeah. oh, sorry, sorry.
1: Yeah, no, because it was one of they had essentially like gay men or like they also they called they said like men who were turds
4: were turds. turds. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. um, if they wanted to demasculinize themselves, which is probably definitely not a word. It's not. Um, they could join the group also, but they would also be the low, always be the lower tier of the group because they have a pain I just
5: think that that whole Zodiac thing was really brilliant I mean I have my cities wrong but it was really really, well and couple serial killer because both of those guys were murdering couples in their cars um I think that was really interesting. That was a fun little thrilling thing I that know. you know, like Ryan Murphy just kinda of threw together and what how mo- how real it was, obviously, you know. Right. But it was just fun. It was well, a fun and, little... and
4: until this day we don't know who the real Zodiac no, is. No, we, yeah, no, yeah. we don't. Yeah. We all assume it's Ted Cruz. <laughs> but uh, yes,
5: drink. Yeah,
4: we have no concrete evidence. Yeah.
1: We're all if you wanna, if, it's fake news. If
4: you want us to investigate that, go give us a dollar on Patreon. We'll get right on it.
1: All right. Mm. Um and so they- then once she's done explaining all of like you know this whole thing happened and it did get kind of out of hand and we lost it and whatever but obviously this is happening again with the blue shirts mm-hmm. and Kai pushing you out yep. so maybe we need to take over again so we have a girl a lady a lady meeting a
4: lady alliance
1: <laughs> and Ivy and Winter Fuck and Ivy. Beverly just... um, and they all I don't know why do you think they decided to Harrison was the one
6: because he was gay. Kai fed, fed it to him.
1: Through Bibi.
5: Yeah. 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 Kai well, technically murdered Harrison.
6: Yeah, no, Kai said, you know, to to Winter in their parents' bedroom, what should we call it? Fit? Fear is whatever? And they said, well, what about, you know, blah,
4: blah, blah, blah. blah. I, mean, yeah. I didn't like it either. That was Harrison's idea anyway. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah. and also, he was the gay one, and they probably felt betrayed because, like, like Beverly said he should know how it feels to be marginalized and mm-hmm. outcast right. and you're, yes. but then that like, you're turning they, against they said us they,
6: they, they had all, all of that came from Kai basically feeding Winter right. the, the clue the, the, the cue yeah. that Harrison had to be their first victim
1: because then when they when they because they lured him into the butcher shop mm. and then tied him down and they were trying to get information from him yes um, and who lured him there again
6: they just said they, mean, called they, them. Called them. Meeting. they called yeah. them. They called him and said we're having a meeting at the restaurant.
1: Oh no, it was a victory party for or whatever. Because yeah. yeah. he yeah. showed up and said Kai. Uh,
6: uh, no
4: one was there but the girls
1: because he yeah. became Kai became the martyr and so he won yeah. the
4: congratulations. Won the
1: place. Yeah,
5: that was oh, kind of big these? and it just
1: got like. Thrown in there, they did. Yeah. and they did the Game of Thrones reference. Yeah, they did. Harrison wants to build. I think y'all missed that. Harrison wants to build Kai an Iron Throne, an Iron, an iron Throne, because there's uh, a bunch of like leftover swords from one of Meadows' failed <laughs> projects. <laughs> and then like no,
6: the Nicole Kidman. To... Memor- I heard him uh, talk about the swords, I the Golden Compass. The swords are from the Golden Compass. Yeah, for the
4: Golden Compass.
5: Yeah, yeah.
1: I missed the Iron Meadow used to Throne collect reference. A Col- so memor- memor- memorabilia.
4: Sorry, I don't know why I painted into that part.
1: It was good though. Yeah. Yeah, little things. Um, but, yeah, so then they try and get information out of him, and, and he is still, Harrison, to the end, was sticking to the party line of Meadow's death counted more than anything in her life did. Right. Well, the, and in
5: some ways, he may have been right, but well, that was his fault. He, he never
6: said enough to really sensitive. To show if he knew what Meadow was doing or not. Right. Yeah. Sure.
5: Well, I think that it's in Kai's interest if he's such a good manipulator to keep everybody in the dark. Like, why tell each other? That's right. how a, a cult operates. Right. a cult leader operates is by so like distrust between his followers so that they don't kind like together. Our current stand- administration. Okay.
1: Drink. Drink. We all have to drink because of that.
4: Can I just eat a chip instead? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, and so then. What happened after that? Um, well, we learned the credits. ending of Yeah, um, so at the end, they, they do that, and... Um, that was a hell of a
5: speech for Lena Dunham. Oh, it really so was. They, it was.
1: so good. So they murder Harrison, they dismember him, and they put them in the same position the that zodiac. they put um, Mar- uh, Bruce in yeah. when they dismembered him in the 60s, or well, the 70s. I mean,
6: I mean, do we, we don't...
1: Yeah, she said she in sa- a specific... Yeah,
6: configuration. Said, configuration. Configuration. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, we don't know if it was specifically that, but I mean, but I don't was. know why so it wouldn't I be. This
6: more on is that it was in a scummy leg, yeah. yeah, yes, and it
1: was covered in scum, and so we. Well, see I think she said that specifically, like to Kai, to target you know? Kai, and
4: it was in retaliation was for the death. May have been in retaliation the death of, of Mando. Oh. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so we see Kai watching, um, and he basically said that he literally said they are at their best when they are angry. Like that was his exact words, and he was talking to V. On he's the couch. just such an incredible manipulator. Like he's just always Very much so. Steps so ahead I of them. I guess the things that we can talk about are how much I uh, love Francis
4: Conroy. We,
1: oh, yeah. Okay, so how much we love Francis Conroy? Oh, she was great, and, and I'm glad that
5: she's still alive at the end of this episode, and it wasn't just a one-off. Yes, oh, yes. so good.
1: Um, well, it
6: and could have been. She, she, like, you know, no way, she's going to stay around
1: for this whole scum manipulation yeah. situation. Yeah, I would. And then also, how much of her telling of scum do we think is real? Real? Well, I can tell you what's
5: real in reality, which is that she, the Valerie Solanis wrote the scum manifesto yeah. and tried to start her own group of crazy, you know, feminists. feminists. And she did wind
1: infamous? up... Huh? Was it, like, men murdering feminists? Was that the whole thing? Yeah, story? that was, yeah. like,
5: that's what the Scum manifesto is about, is, like, kill all men. Um, and she yeah. did try to get yeah, Andy yeah. Warhol to turn yeah. it into a film. Yeah. And she did spend time after shooting Andy Warhol in a, like, nutty house. Yeah. Uh, and she
1: did die of schizophrenia. So those things time. are real. Yeah. Okay. I. I mean, I guess... I think what's... Like, I want to talk about... I also think it could be interesting if it was BB's whole conflagration of the Zodiac killer exists, and I could utilize these murders to make the scum movement more important and more accurate for my purposes. Yeah. You know? As opposed to, like, I have... You mean kind of like Ryan Murphy did. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Like, Like, if she was doing that... That would be awesome. I don't know. Here's the thing,
5: from what I'm understanding of Kai, like, I think Kai is the ultimate white men first guy. Yes. Absolutely. Like, that's what makes him tick. He is a white man. And I think a lot of that has to do with who he was before the whole cult thing started. Because there's like a page that he was reading on Reddit before his parents killed themselves and all that. And it's like a white male, like a well-known pro-white male website. And so what he's doing is he's, you know, dealing with all this stuff, build, we are the wall and all that. And then he's also breaking down... Women like the alliance that's mm-hmm. being brought together by women with these examples, yeah. These, he's using these women to tear down yet another alliance so that in the end, white men are on top.
1: I guess one of my questions is why <clears throat> is BB on his side? Sorry, yeah, that'd be one of my questions. Well, like, we're assuming
4: that BB is who she says she is,
1: mm-hmm. okay. She right. could
4: just be could a be paid actor. Else. Or just another cr- a crazy but, person. No, if she
1: was... A, I think that the the option is either she is who she says she is and she has some backwards... She's gone turned into... Maybe and, she's an know, aunt like, or something. Or yeah. or she is... Grandma? Like, another relative, like, yeah. in the same line as Dr... What's-His-Face? Mm-hmm. Um, Where she is related and she's kind of into the cause, but not super into I mean, into it, age-wise, could I use. could only imagine Grandma... Yeah. Or aunt. I mean older aunt, I guess.
5: My votes for grandma considering the death of the parents, I feel like it would be more dramatic. Yeah. That's true, in. yeah. But,
1: but still I just don't understand where where I guess we can start with if she is who she says she is, why would why she help be doing Kai. this?
4: Yeah, that raises more questions than it being this being a, another addition too.
5: Well, I'm guessing that we're going to get a lot of information next episode because it's going to be about winter, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, what, that's what it yeah. sounds like. So, well, they should uh, Alex nice, and
4: Dr.
6: Vincent. So,
5: yes, I did see that. So we yeah.
6: might see how much he actually knows, or you know, yeah, you know, he, fe- yeah, you know, how he fed his
4: information. Was it purposeful or?
5: Yeah, they stole his uh, files. They or something. Stole it, yeah.
4: so apparently, Allie is putting things together outside the episode.
5: Yeah, yeah which is good. And yeah. also, we haven't yet, and I said this last time, we haven't yet seen the relationship between Dr. Vincent and Winter. We've seen their relationships to Kai. Yeah, yeah. But, but we, we haven't guys,
4: seen those two Well, we know they're brother yet. and sister, right? Right, right. but we've
5: yes. never yes. seen yeah. them interact, interact.
4: together. Mm, maybe maybe they're, they're the same person. I was in a
6: oh
5: just saying. Oh
0: I think you guys oh oh said that You said that, that last oh time.
4: What if B.B.? And Kai are the Stop. same. Person. He's just
5: wearing a wig.
4: <laughs> Guys, Jesus. that would explain Stop the whole right show. Now, Stop.
1: Stop. Okay, oh, so no. we. And are in Ryan Murphy's form, that would develop. Uh, uh, re- we have questions. Our
5: Let's questions. Let's take a couple questions. Okay, well, so I see for- says, why is Kai okay. trying to get the ladies against him and wanting them to try to murder him? Oh, my God. No, I think that he's trying to break down the unity of women and he's using these women to make an example. Like they just did something uh, I see awful. What you're they then. just did okay, sorry, just two seconds. They did something awful, so
1: Well, and then he he followed it up with is this part of his whole plan to perhaps get rid of all women from his cult except well, yeah. I mean,
6: in the end it was a setup, and he said they're best with, at their best when they're angry that is true so you know
4: well I guess we'll have to find out in the next episode yeah if you have an answer to this question make sure to leave it in the comment section below special thanks to our friends at The Horror Returns you can go check them out at thepodbean.com The Horror Returns and their Facebook page The Horror Returns
1: yep. Facebook The uh, Horror Returns uh, if you
4: yeah. like this content make sure to let them know on their Facebook uh, we are at the Zach Baxter channel well, I am the Zach Baxter Channel. We are the Knights of the Drunk Watch. Uh, make sure you leave your comments and questions down below and all the diggly-doos. Andrew, let's take us home. We are the Knights of the Drunk Watch.
0: And now our, our talk
4: is We'll see you Sunday, guys. See you next week. Walking
0: Tuesday. Dead. Join I us for I Walking know Dead. know Sunday. We'll I see you Tuesday. Sunday.
2: All right, brother. You ready to move on to our featured attractions? Absolutely. All right, well, this week, it's a fucking disaster around here, man. (laughs) So uh, let's go ahead and just fucking dive in, man. So let's check out uh, Geostorm, the brand-new Gerard Butler vehicle, um, as well as the 1974 disaster classic, Earthquake. Uh, As always, we'll cover the early movie first, and uh, a little bit of trivia comes your way, folks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Director of Earthquake was Mark uh, Robson. Also known for Valley of the Dolls and Isle of the Dead. He's done did a couple other really cheesy old horror movies, too. I got the feeling that this movie was made kind of toward the end of his directing career, which okay. makes sense because it was made much later in the careers of a lot of the actors, too. Wouldn't you agree?
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> the uh, writers were George Fox, who's really never written anything except this. Uh, and this is what's interesting. He got help from Mario Puzo. Do you know who that? Do you recognize that name?
3: Uh, he did the Godfather novels, right?
2: He sure did, man. It's uh, he's actually a novelist. Um, in a bizarre coincidence, the location on the first day of shooting was rocked by a real earthquake. Mm. Uh, and it, man, she's like shades of Poltergeist here, man.
0: Yeah. In an, ev-
2: in an even more bizarre coincidence. An earthquake also struck the location where the last day of shooting occurred. Wow. Mm. That's pretty crazy. From the very outset, uh, Earthquake was designed to be an event film, uh, ultimately settling on the sense around gimmick. But at one point, it was, it was seriously entertained that chunks of polystyrene should be dropped on the unsuspecting viewers during the quake itself. <laughs> Brian, do you remember uh Smell o
3: Um I don't remember it. I know of it though.
2: You've heard about it, right? Yeah. And then we had uh we we've had different people on the show. Somebody God, who was it that was talking to us about Dunkirk and like water was spraying um, on him during the show? And... Uh, Fonzo
3: from uh <laughs> okay. Bad Boys Bad Boys Podcast. That's right.
2: <laughs> Um <clears throat> all right, last piece of trivia before we dig in. There actually were documented cases of nosebleeds occurring amongst audience members because of the uh, incredible base of the sense around system. Um Brian, I'm the old man. Do you mind if I go first? Go ahead. Cause I I was actually alive when this came out. I don't think you were. No. Um I thought it was really uh really funny. Ha ha Eric King <laughs> <laughs> saying that uh you know hey didn't didn't you go see this in the theater when it came out i think you yeah. fucking asshole uh yeah 1974 man it was a different world um men were men and women were either slutty or uh <laughs> fucking nagging wives i guess right <laughs>
3: apparently according to this movie <laughs>
2: And everybody was smoking, inside, outside, in the office, in the grocery store, you know. Definitely a different time. I'm a huge uh, sucker for an ensemble cast, as you well know. And, uh, yeah, for me, man, this movie delivered. Um, I don't think I've ever, I I don't think I had ever seen this all the way through. I think I've seen, you know, like, bits and pieces of it. Yeah. On documentaries and things like that, but... um, this was one of the, uh, movies that came out during the little, there, there was kind of like a little period there. Cause that's when the first, uh, airport movie came out, I think was right before this one. And then I think there was an airport 75 that mm-hmm. came out a year later and, uh, there was, you know, like the towering Inferno and just, just a whole bunch of, um, disaster movies all kind of came out in the mid seventies. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but it just kind of took the public by storm for some reason. But, uh. Man, I, this was a this was a very fun movie, and the beauty of it is you did not even have to have a brain to enjoy it. And I love the way that they went around from character to character. I mean, yes, obviously Charlton Heston was the main guy; there was no doubting that. He was the absolute alpha male of the of the movie. Um, but yeah, man, you had a lot of Hollywood's best from uh, you know people that were really big, like from the 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 forties on. That were a little bit older that played good parts in the movie, and then you have a a, a pretty hot little young Genevieve Bujold,
0: mm-hmm. you know, when
2: she was kind of in the first part of her career. Uh, Richard Roundtree is Miles. He was just fucking fantastic, man. Just mm-hmm. Yes, he was really, really great. And uh, the guy that hung out with him, the hippie, the hippie dude that was—I guess <laughs> I don't know—was that his agent or was that kind of like his partner or? I-
3: Think it was like his agent, maybe maybe his manager or something like that.
2: Okay, um, Brian, you ever heard of an old TV show called Dallas that was big in the like the late seventies, early eighties? Yes. So you're you know who Victoria Principal is?
3: Um, not too familiar from Dallas, but um, I have seen this movie before, so um, okay. I've, se- I've seen her in a couple things. Uh, she, she was hot in this movie.
2: <laughs> dude, you're big on understatement. <laughs> <laughs> My God, dude. Wow. And she had a better afro than a lot of black women I've seen. <laughs> I mean, she had it going on, man. Yeah, that that
3: the one scene in the bar. I wanted a Miles T-shirt too. Oh, geez,
2: man, <laughs> she had me sold, dude. Speaking yeah. of the bar, what'd you think about Walter Matthau?
3: Oh, in his in his pimp suit. <laughs>
2: you know, I totally because
3: I think I'm like you. I, I don't think I've right. actually seen this movie all the way through. Uh, there's right. a lot of parts that when I seen them, I, they were real familiar. I totally don't remember he was in this movie at all. Really. And he was completely drunk off his mind this entire movie.
2: Uh, do you get the feeling that maybe he really was drinking when he was filming this? I there's there's movies where I always
3: feel like Walter Matthau was drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's not forget Bad News Bears. I felt oh, I felt, I felt right. like he was drunk during that whole movie for real. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I did not. I, rewatching this, I'm just like. Oh, it's Walter Matthew, and he's got a pimp hat and everything.
2: <laughs> what was your what was your favorite part of this movie? Um
3: I did like the build-up because um I think that was maybe my uh, problem the first time I watched this. I felt it was a little too slow, but as I said okay. before, I'm starting to appreciate the build-up more in movies now. Sure. And I, I just like the how you said that the, they bounce to each character. Mm-hmm. And um, this might not really have. It's probably a, um, a scenario in a movie that probably didn't need to be there. But I'm kind of s- glad to see the one character get what he got coming, uh, Jody.
2: Was the that, that the w- uh, the weekend warrior guy? Yes. <laughs> that dude, what a what a fucking sleaze bag, man! Yeah, because t- t- tell, us, tell us all about his story arc, man, from beginning cause, to last. Sorry, yeah, because
3: he's he's a he works in the grocery store. Um, that's where he knows the character played by uh, Rosa, played by Victoria Principal. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, he gets called into um, into duty when um, earthquake hits, right? And all of a sudden, he switches into this big asshole that is just, you know, he's abusing his power. And there, there uh, are. Wait a minute, there, you there, missed
2: there. a part. What about the little bullies that that bullied him? In yeah, his I, I,
3: I I was just going to get to that. He does have people <laughs> that do pick on him,
2: right?
3: which I don't understand if if you got all this training and stuff. I don't understand why you allow this to happen to yourself, but maybe he doesn't want to hurt him. Maybe he was always been kind of crazy. I don't know. They didn't really touch on that, right? but he gets a little power hungry. He, um, he eventually sees the bullies. I, I think they're arrested. They start arresting people for looting.
0: Right. <laughs> Right,
3: and he just basically fucks with them. thinks that he's gonna, he allows them to think he's gonna shoot them, and then they run away. And then he tells them, "Oh, I'm sorry, I was just kidding." And then when they come back, he shoots them for real, kills three of them on the spot, <laughs> and then he gets super rapey with uh, Victoria Principal's <laughs> character. Right. And he's such a he's such a crazy asshole that he's got the rest of the the soldiers. They just abandon him. Because they they do not want to be a part of this, and he definitely gets his comeuppance from uh, who was it um, George Kennedy's character uh, Lou, oh, yeah, which I I love I loved his character in here. Yeah, he was very tightly wound, wasn't he? Yes, uh, I mean with you know it was understandable. You know, you got the scene where he's in the car chase sure. chasing someone down, and then he gets yelled at by what were they county. County cops or different, different branch of police.
2: Oh yeah, man. I was thinking, what the hell's up with this? You know, you got got a guy that's about to hit, you know, driving so erratically he's going to start running over people. I believe they said he, they, he hit a, he hit a little girl. And she was
3: dead before she hit the ground. Wow! And then you got this asshole. Um, I don't know what, I think they said he was County or something. Anyways, he was going off on George Kennedy's character about, driving through uh, Zsa Zsa Gabor's uh, hedges or something.
2: Oh, geez. Yeah, that was pretty funny.
3: <laughs> and then George Kennedy just lays him out with one punch. And right. I really loved his character throughout this movie, which I was, though, a little confused near the end because, you know, he's got the scene in the bar where he's basically staring at Victoria Principal's tits. and then And then later on in the movie, and then later on in the movie, he's like, giving her a puppy and consoling her like she's a, right. a, a young child and i was like uh, you were you sure were just looking at some, her tits
2: i'm sure he had some plans but i'm sure i'm sure he had a master plan going on there for why i he gave her a puppy
3: well i think he's in there because <laughs> she did not want him to leave at any time um, wow what were your favorite parts in the movie
2: uh man I really I really liked it. Like I said any of the scenes with Miles in it, especially where they were what they were they were doing the uh the the uh, shenanigans on the motorcycle. And oh. he, fucked, he fucked up the first time and fell off
3: I, the he looked like he died. Yeah. When he went around it. the loop to loop.
2: It looked <laughs> terrible, dude. What did he do? Got he got up brushed off and there toward the end they did it again. But I do want to know this. What the fuck happened to him at the end, man? The last scene I saw he looked behind him, and he's like, oh, shit, and there's a big wave coming toward him, and then you never see him again.
3: Yeah, I got to – I think we just got to assume he didn't make it.
2: It kind of looked that way, didn't it?
3: Yeah, they just kind of – I don't know. Maybe there's a, a different cut of this movie available because it, uh, it, it looked like he was about to do something on his motorcycle, and well, then you just never seen him again.
2: Yeah, I guess it's I guess it's to to be at the discretion of the of the movie movie watcher, you know. Yeah. Um I also like the part when they were all uh in in fact, I think this is something else Eric King talked about. He said uh uh yeah, let's make a safety bunker on the bottom of a crumbling um parking garage and oh, put three... all the people in there. He's like, "Seems legit." Yeah, th- <laughs> uh, I believe three stories down. Right. But yeah, I mean, obviously, who wouldn't like the part where um, Heston went in there and 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 played the hero and saved everybody? He w- he was like the 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 real hero, and then and then the other people he got to help him were kind of like reluctant heroes, you know?
3: Yeah, because um, I don't think George Kennedy ever said he was going to help. He just was like, "That guy's coming with me." <laughs> when they were right. going to crawl through the tunnel?
2: Sure, sure.
3: And. But you, you know, in them situations, you need someone to like, kind of like, take the lead, and this is what we're gonna do.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: But um, yeah, I d- uh, did not remember the ending either. As far as Charleston Heston and uh, Ava Gardner, who played his wife, who sure. was a bitch, she was a <laughs> nagging bitch throughout this entire movie. Even she even faked an overdose earlier on in the movie. Right. And but I did not remember that ending, that they both yeah, they both that died. Was,
2: that was something else, man. And they made it quite clear, you know. Yeah, I mean, there was no question. Unlike unlike Miles, with those two, there was no question about it, you know. Yeah. So what? Did, what? Did, let me ask you this, man. What did you think about the uh, the spe- <laughs> the special effects for nineteen seventy four? Now, bear in mind when this movie was made. For uh, for
3: for when it was made, and for what they was able to do um i really enjoyed them I you thought know so there too, there, man. there was some scenes like uh, <laughs> the one that made me laugh was the elevator scene sure because when it landed it oh, had yeah, the, like that... the cartoon the cartoon blood that splattered a lot across the screen
2: <laughs> right that was bad <laughs> but you know it was cool about that elevator scene you've got this fucking asshole fat cat probably like the ceo or cfo of the company oh yeah and he's grabbing women and pulling and pushing them aside so he can get into the elevator yeah And as soon as he did that dude i knew what was going to happen didn't you
3: yeah there there was quite a bit of uh throwing women out the way in this movie yeah so uh yeah it was pretty crazy
2: (laughs) and it rarely ended well for the thrower did it
3: no it did not
2: well, I tell you what, man. After the end of that movie, uh, Los Angeles has some serious rebuilding to do, huh? Absolutely, and it, this, this movie kind of,
3: you know, a lot of people where I live, uh, they they kind of they're scared of earthquakes because you know we we had a really big one, like I believe ten years before this movie was made.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: It was a, a I believe it was. A, I wrote it down here, a nine point two earthquake. Yeah, and a lot of people feel like we're we're probably due for a big one here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that's really scary to think about.
2: Yeah. Another reason for you to move down to Texas, man.
3: Yep. I, oh my gosh, I, I can't wait to get out of here, but yeah, the, the special effects in this movie were, like I said, for what they had to work with were to me, believable. And uh, a lot of the th- th- a lot of the scenes were were really shot good, especially the whole mm-hmm. uh, building scene because uh, that was pretty crazy too. The people that were trying to get down the stairs and oh yeah, for the, sure the people the, the 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 couple people that didn't know the floor was gone just basically walked off the building and fell.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That was pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, that was it was pretty cool, man. I thought it was very well done for a, for a '74 movie. You know, I mean you can you can tell where all the money went. Um, I'm not sure what it was like to, you know, to see it in the theater with the with the sound system and everything, but I'm sure it was pretty cool. You know?
3: Yeah. The uh, the actor that I can't think of his character, he uh, he played uh, Charleston Heston's father in law.
2: Oh, Lauren Green. Yeah.
3: Did he die and they just didn't want to tell? his daughter that he died I I, they, because
2: they, they left that up to up to your interpretation at the end yeah, also, cause,
3: didn't they because they had the scene where she asked how her father was doing and where was he and then the doctor mm-hmm. was like i'm i'm busy i got i got stuff sure. to do and he looked like he wanted to say something and so
2: right. i i took it as maybe he didn't survive the heart attack probably yeah yeah now that you mention it dude that's that's probably the case man uh, okay what did you th- let me ask you this what did you think about the scenes at the uh the institute where they were tracking the the uh hurric- or not the hurricane they were tracking the earthquake
3: oh with the with the one guy that didn't want to tell anybody yeah that guy is an asshole <laughs> i thought that was that was right. really it <laughs> made me angry almost mm-hmm. that this guy finds out that a, a major earthquake's about to hit and mm-hmm. this guy does not want to warn nobody and it did the scene was played so good that it if it, it you know it got me angry that's that's why i know the scene was played really good because um they always have that guy that's always like reluctant to release information or do something about something absolutely and th- those guys really like piss me off
2: yeah, plus he probably, you know, he, he was probably thinking that if they did it, people would panic and stuff like that. Well, I mean, fuck, dude, when it happens, they're going to be panicking anyway, you know? Exactly. Um, all right, man. I think we covered, we've covered. we covered everything about it, right? Yep. All right, well, I'll start then. So um, I thought it was an extremely fun movie. Um, absolutely loved the cast. Um. It was kind of funny how it almost seemed like a lot of a lot of these people looked like they were sort of in the twilight of their their career <laughs> when, they, when they made it. But uh, you know, hell, man, it was it was a fun ride. I loved the, uh, you know, I I loved the everybody on the cast did exactly what they were supposed to do, and uh, I'll give it a strong seven, man. Cool.
3: Um, I think I'm right there with you. I think I'm also going to get a seven. Um, I like the effects. Um, Good cast. Um, a lot of they had a lot of good characters that you can just root for. They also had characters like you just you couldn't wait to see them get what they what they got coming. Sure. And Jody, you know, I'm talking about you. Oh yeah. But um, very strong fun movie. I, I really enjoyed it, and I kind of do want to go back and check out these um because I did notice there was a lot of uh, these disaster type movies that were coming up. I believe there was one called Roller Coaster. That came out, Yeah, I think it came out in the 70s.
2: I don't think I've heard of that
3: one. Yeah, so um, definitely. Gonna a, that? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to try and locate it. Um, yeah, fun movie.
2: Cool. So we both recommend it. Absolutely. All right, let's see if that trend continues. We're going to move on to the uh, featured attraction. And this week it was uh, Geostorm. Director was Dean Devlin. Also known mainly for TV shows such as The Librarians and Leverage, uh, writers were Dean Devlin al- along with Paul uh, G- Goyot. I'm probably screwing the name up. Uh, who? It looks like they worked together quite a bit, Brian, uh, on the same TV shows. Okay. This was um, this movie was noted by several cast and crew, uh, even the film's extras as being, quote, the movie where producer and lead star Gerard Butler kept forgetting all his lines, unquote. (laughs) Apparently, Geostorm underwent serious reshoots under the auspices of Jerry Bruckheimer, who was brought in as a producer capacity to very late stage. Uh, Reportedly, these extensive reshoots were helmed by CSI alumni Danny Cannon, over a two-week period, and at a cost of $15 million. That's just for the reshoots. Wow. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm sure that helped make it into the uh, the, the classic film that it is. So, uh, Brian, you want to go first?
3: Okay. Um, Geostorm is about as generic of a disaster movie as you can get. Um, it really felt like they took armageddon and the day after tomorrow in 2012 (laughs) and they mashed it all together into one movie gerard butler i just felt like he didn't care about being in this movie um the relationship he had with the with his brother i did not buy it at all Mm -hmm. um i didn't even know uh what was his name Ed, ed burns i didn't even know he was in this movie yeah, and um, yeah, it, it's not really much I can say. I mean, I didn't
2: Ed Burns. T- I'm trying to who who is which, which
3: Ed one Harris. I'm you? sorry. Oh, Ed Harris. Yeah, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. No, You're I. Right, the man am
3: sorry. From, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about. I don't even know who Ed yeah. Burns is. In
2: other words, in other words, uh, man from uh, Mother, right?
3: Yeah. Um, like uh, it's just a generic disaster movie. It just—I don't know. There was parts sure. where I guess they were trying to be funny. Um, it was very CG heavy.
2: Was it? I couldn't tell. Oh, uh, a lot <laughs> of the the storm stuff <laughs>
3: was just uh, kind of horrible. It was, uh, how much did they spend on this movie? I mean, well, they spent
2: fifteen million up. on reshoots, so you know. Oh, on 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 top of the
3: hundred and twenty million they spent making this movie, wow. This movie was,
2: I don't want to call it garbage, Uh but it's pretty close. Wow. Boy, you are brutal, man. Uh, I guess you want me to say something? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, you heard what I said last week, man. I I was wishing and hoping and praying that this would be my bottom five of the year, because I need to round that fucking bottom five out. Because I've got three in mind, but I can't come up with the last two. Um, unfortunately, or maybe fortunately, this didn't quite dip that far for me, man. Um, oh. I'm going to say that because I had a lot of fun watching it. I cannot okay. tell a lie. I cannot tell a lie, boys and girls. This fucking sorry-ass piece of shit. Stupid, fucking, horrible plot holes everywhere. Absolutely one of the worst scripts ever a stupid little thing that he does to send a code to his brother that we'll talk about in spoilers that makes zero sense how he possibly could have set that up. But I had fun! I can't deny that I had fun watching the movie. And that's what's killing me, man. I wanted to hate this so goddamn much. I'm so disappointed, man. God damn it. I cannot say this was a bottom five, just because I really enjoyed... Special effects, as horrible as they were, were a lot of fun to watch. And I got to tell you, the little funny stuff they did, where this one particular... They would follow... I don't know if you noticed this, Brian, and I won't spoil anything here, but there's scenes where they would show all these people dying massively. Like, they'd show hundreds of people killed in one instant. But they would mm-hmm. follow one person running along or moving along. Yeah. And then kind of like Shades of 2012 there with some of the car chases and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. you would... Follow this one character, and sure enough, they made it. (laughs) It was just so fucking corny, man. (laughs) So basically, you've got these three real Americans. The Americans are going to save the day. And the main three were played by a Scotsman, Mm -hmm. a British man, and an Mm -hmm. Australian actress. (laughs) I thought that was hilarious, man. Very funny, man.
3: Abby Cornish is pretty hot, though.
2: Oh, dude, yeah,
3: she—you she, I, I, know what? I'm gonna say she, she for me was a bright spot in there because she yep. she had a few badass uh, moments in this movie.
2: Hmm. Well, um, hey, Mayor, Mayor Winningham must have taken a little break from American Horror Story because I actually even saw her pop up in a small scene.
3: Yeah, and then um, they had a—I uh, don't know if you're familiar with—uh, <laughs> she's got a, a, a interesting name, uh, Zazie Beats. Okay. She's uh from uh that uh. Uh, what is his name? Uh, Donald Glover show Atlanta. And she's also going to oh, be playing okay. Domino in Deadpool. She oh, was. Uh, she's a
2: cutie. She was guy,
3: the, the. Yeah, she was the hacker, I guess. Yeah, I liked
2: her character, man. I, re- yes. that I will say I liked her character a lot.
3: Yeah, she is going to be in the upcoming Deadpool as Domino.
2: Oh, then I'm 100 percent in. Yeah, she can pull it off.
3: Um there there was some you know there there was some good like I said, I liked Abby Cornish, I liked Zazie Beats. Um mm-hmm. I just Gerard Butler and who played his brother, uh, Jim Sturgis.
2: Yeah, they're about what, twenty, thirty years apart from each other in age, maybe.
3: Yeah, and, and Jim Sturgis has no accent at all in right. this movie. Sure. I don't I don't understand how they're brothers and <laughs> I, I did like the uh, a minor spoiler, I, I did like how somebody called Uh, gerard butler out okay uh for for being an american and you know not not really being an american
2: sure sure and then there was i did like that there was another thing that 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 struck me because as i was looking at him and i was reading the trivia of course because i you know read it all before before we did the show brian but talking Um, about how he was forgetting his lines and stuff yeah i have a feeling gerard is hitting the scotch just a bit just a wee dram too heavy yeah. He but might be he looks incredibly ragged out in the facial features <laughs> you know what Am i, I right? was
3: i was thinking that while i was watching i was like you i don't know if you're it's just your character but you look i've kind of, seen him in another movie recently he's been looking kind of rough
2: rough around the edges huh yeah i mean
3: <laughs> we we're, we're, we're long gone from uh, the 300 days
2: right <laughs> what else, man? Non spoilery.
3: Um,
2: <laughs> I'm.
3: I don't know. I, I didn't have as much fun as with the uh, the, the, the um, disaster parts because it just looked like mm-hmm. a lot of other movies just fused in. There was a little sure. deep impact in there too.
2: Oh, sure, there was a little bit of everything. And, little, yeah. little of this, little of that.
3: I did like the whole idea about this machine that that they built to like control our weather because mm-hmm. it it it's, it does seem like our our planet is like going through some stuff. It, it was really well wow. really crazy that you know this movie's coming out and it mentions how the planet's going through like hurricanes and earthquakes and tsunamis and mm-hmm. I like the whole idea that they built this space station to control and you know they got the whole United Nations involved in it. I like that whole aspect, but it just—I don't know. This movie just missed on so many, so many marks for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I—I I, I like that working together too. That's very Star Trekky, you know. Yes. Um, you know, I—I I, I can't be too hard on this movie, dude, because I had fun. I, I, at the yeah. end of the day, I went in there. Sometimes it's fun to just sit down and literally turn your brain completely off.
3: I totally understand. There there's a there's a bunch of movies I talk about out here that are they're not good, but you know, mm-hmm. they entertain me. Right. And you know, maybe maybe I'm kind of being hard on it because I I'm coming off of when I watched this, I was coming off of watching Boo 2. Mm-hmm. And maybe I was still <laughs> a little bit angry. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> but like like I said in well, the beginning, it it's a it's a generic disaster movie it it doesn't reinvent the wheel when it comes to these movies but it's it's not it's not garbage but um according to uh the new thing i'm doing on here according to rotten tomatoes uh they beg to differ which uh, it has an 11 no! percent
2: on rotten tomatoes <laughs> are you serious <laughs>
3: All
2: right. Well, (laughs) I'll say one thing, man. But before we go into scores, unless you had anything else, you know, before we spoil. um, (laughs) (laughs) Woo, man. We're I'll tell you what, dude. The clock is uh, we're at the 11th hour because according to this movie, the entire world goes to absolute fucking shit in 2019. Brother, we're running out of time. We got a year and a half left, man. Not even. (laughs) We got a year no. and two months left, Brian. I know it's crazy. All right, you ready for scores?
3: Yeah. Um, like I said, this is generic, run of the mill. I'm gonna give it right there in the middle a five. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't. I like I said. I didn't hate it. I just. I didn't. <laughs> it just didn't do anything for me.
2: Well, I'm about to. i about to feel like a real asshole. <laughs> Because after telling you how much fun I had watching it, (laughs) I cannot give it more than a four, dude.
3: Uh, Are you doing a Garrett?
2: I guess so, man. I'm four on ten. Four on ten. All right, man. Spoiler time. Spoiler time.
6: This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned. This is a motherfucking spoiler alert. You've been fucking warned.
2: All right, I get, this. Well, I have to get this off my chest, man. And then okay. I'll, and then I'll let you go, but let me just get this off my chest. How in the world, when he was speaking to his brother, and he did that quote-unquote code that was the cell phone number so they'd know exactly what part of the recording to stop it at, how in the fucking world could he have timed that for him to say, There is a government conspiracy from the top, (laughs) you know, see that. that, that, What sense does that make, man?
3: That that's where Zazie beats character comes in because she's a computer genius that he knows about that is stuck at a cubicle. Okay, which I I didn't I, I didn't understand why he knows exactly where to go, where he needs someone that is on that level with computers. Right. And she's stuck at a cubicle in a giant office area. I, di- I didn't understand why he knows of someone of that caliber, and mm-hmm. she's there. She would be on my team immediately. Sure. Which that that I was I was a little confused with that that whole thing, but that's the only only way I know that that was able to uh, be worked out that way. Mm-hmm. Even though they at no point in them before that explained this code. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, But, yeah, Zazie Beetz figured it out. Uh, Abby Cornish had some badass moments. I I like the whole scene, um, her driving the car uh, when they were being chased through the, uh, what was it, a lightning storm?
2: Oh, yeah. He needs to marry her, huh?
3: Yeah, I I (laughs) love that scene where she just spun it around and was in reverse and just unloaded her entire gun and then spun it right back. And, yeah, the president was like marry her that 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 got a laugh out of my crowd
2: hey she should be the new james bond the first female and the first australian james bond
3: yeah you know they'll never do that of course not (laughs) um it it seems like uh what's his name is popping up as the president a lot in these movies andy garcia yeah yeah, because he was president, and uh, I know he was president in the new Ghostbusters, and he was a president okay. in something else, too. So I don't know ah, if okay. that's just his thing now, where he's the president.
2: Sure. Maybe maybe they're making it kind of a Hollywood end joke now, huh?
3: Yeah, but that that part of the movie I did not like, because there's no yeah. way I thought he was basically the villain of the movie. Sure. you You knew it was Ed Harris.
2: Well, there, there you go, man. That that's what I'm. That's what I was talking about earlier. Can you say telegraphed? I mean, yes. Holy fucking shit, dude! The the only thing that tricked me for a split second when Abby Cornish answered her cell phone when Sturgis was talking about the, the I don't know what it was. He was talking about something, and then she goes back in the background and her cell phone beeps, and I think, uh oh, is she involved in it? But yeah. you know, I mean, that cleared up really quickly. But yeah, dude, every everything in here, the countdown's on the clock. It's just like a James Bond movie, dude. You know?
3: Yeah, e- even the guy on the space station, the guy that was head of security. Sure, I French knew he guy. was. Yeah, I knew he wasn't involved.
2: Yeah, I me too, man. I could tell they that made it, the beginning.
3: They made it such a point to make you think he was involved. I'm like, it, mm-hmm. no. If it if it is, then this is just too in your face. Yes. And um, I, w- I, d- I was hoping it was that one British guy, though, because mm-hmm. he was really irritating. And...
2: Well, you got your wish. <laughs> yeah. And he got his, didn't he?
3: Yeah. And this movie, for thousands and thousands of people to die in this movie, this movie had a really happy ending. Right. It's kind of like they overlooked thousands of people that were murdered with or this millions, machine. Right? A millions, right? Yeah, possibly, because it was all different uh, different countries. Sure. But um, yeah, I don't really, don't really have too much to say about Geostorm.
2: Yeah, but dude, look at it this way, man. The little Indian kid was reunited with his dog.
3: Oh fuck that dog! That the dog did not want to, did not want to come to him not one bit. I, <laughs> just, oh.
2: The super hot Brazilian chick made it.
3: Yeah, she was faster against, than against faster weather,
2: odds. faster yeah. than a speeding plane, literally. Yeah. The uh. Asian guy made it. Well, he made it until he got splattered. But uh, yeah,
3: that that was pretty rough.
2: In true twenty <laughs> in true twenty twelve form, do you remember the driving scene in twenty twelve? I'm sure you do. Oh, in the limousine. Yeah, was that not reminding you of that all the way?
3: That's <laughs> why. That's why I, that's <laughs> no, why I said twenty twelve. <laughs> but oh, it was man. it was a little bit to me. It was a, it was fun though that scene because right. he was in probably the smallest car possible.
2: Well, dude, you had more fun than I did. Oh, oh, you know what? also knew the minute that they said, you found us a self-driving cab, I thought, this cab's going to have to drive itself at some point.
3: Yeah, that made no sense. Because <laughs> she immediately jumps in the uh, driver's right.
2: seat. Oh, man. Well, but I think that was a setup for, you know, when he said, he, he, when uh, the uh, Ed Harris pulled out the uh, the big gun. Yeah. And he said, hey, here they come. Get ready. You ready? And then he blew up the car. And I'm sure they had put it on self-driving for that, right?
3: Yeah. Self-driving I mean,
2: mode or whatever.
3: Yeah, because you, you knew
2: that wasn't they wasn't in there. Right. Obvious. Yeah. And I knew the minute Gerard Butler told his daughter, I promise. I promise to make it home in one piece. That fucker yeah. wasn't going to die. Yeah. There was zero. There was zero worry there. Unlike *Fear of the Walking Dead* or even *The Walking Dead*, where you know we you know fan favorite Glenn actually fucking literally died, you know, and that was yeah, even this, After they set it up and made it look like he was gonna live, you know.
3: Yeah, this this movie kind of went against the whole. Cause I mean, you got the Bruce Willis Ben Affleck scene in *Armageddon*. Oh, that's right. You got. You got the, uh, I forgot her name, uh, Le- uh, tay Leone, or whatever her name is, and uh, Deep Impact, the scene on the beach sure, with her father. Sure, Um, Countless other uh, scenes where uh, D- Deep Impact, the whole crew crashes into the the mm-hmm. comet or whatever. Sure. And at no point did I think this was going to happen in this movie. Right. Agreed. And completely. Conveniently enough, there was a satellite that you can climb inside of and survive in.
2: Yeah, that worked out great,
3: man. Yeah. It was, like he uh, said, uh, do, you, do you believe in Hail Marys?
2: You know what? I think before I start lowering my four, uh, <laughs> shall we say our final farewell to our listeners? Yes. Okay. As always, we want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of The Horror Returns. We'd love to hear your feedback and ideas. Um, and Brian, you gave this movie a five, dude. I know I was, I'm being generous. You're, yeah. Oh, you're playing the part of Philip with him gone.
3: I, you know, I got, I got to represent for my boy.
2: All right. I got, I got,
3: got to, I got to be a little positive.
2: All right. Well, you guys can always reach us at the horror return. Like Denny did. You can reach us at the horror returns at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Podbean. Just do a search for the horror returns. Also, look for us on iTunes, and if you want to win a free t-shirt, rate us and review us. Uh, next week, Brian? It, it is next week, right? The much-anticipated uh, Jigsaw?
3: Yes, the return of Jigsaw.
2: Cool. And what could we possibly watch along with that?
3: Hmm. I think maybe we should go to the beginning. We should uh, talk, a, talk a little Saw, which I'm probably going to go through the whole series. Which I'm- If anybody, yeah, which if anybody wants to go through the series, they have just put all the movies on Netflix streaming right now. No shit. Yes.
2: Okay. Cool. Perfect timing. I probably won't go through all of them, but perfect timing. (laughs) So, until the horror returns again.